This is the Zach Gelb Show. And Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Show me the money! Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Oh, righty then. Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Hey, good Tuesday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show here on Nashville Sports Radio. Darren and Justin are live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Yes, we are. Hope everybody is having a great day, enjoying this weather. It's a little nippy, but yeah. still, the sun is out. It's okay. It's about to be December. Yeah, it is. So It's okay for it to be cold, everybody. It's weird, it's weird how that works. It's okay for it to be cold. Last night, it was downright nippy. It, it's late November. Yeah. You know, it's weird I, how that works. Th- this happens all the time, it and is. I, I say to people all the time, "It's so cold." Well, yeah, yeah, it, it it is. It's it's November, December, January. You know what's another weird thing? I feel like it's getting dark early. Yeah, you know, it is. There is something to that. Is that that's weird? That's also accurate as well. <laughs> you know, we have you know the sun, the moon, and the stars, <laughs> and you know four seasons, and you know we have a whole cycle that we and need to we keep fall up. Fall back an hour. And you you know, listen. If it was sunny in 85, that till, would be a problem. 7.30, it would be weird. That, yeah, we'd it, have a problem. It, it wouldn't be weird. No, there would be a serious problem that, you know, would trump everything we're about to talk about over the next two hours if that was the case. Yeah. Damon Keene is alongside 615-844-5600. Steve Lehman will join us in about 10 minutes. We will talk uh, Tennessee Titans with him. Also, former general manager David Poyle. David Poyle night right before uh, Thanksgiving. He's going to join us at 3 o'clock. The Pittsburgh Penguins are in town. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And they just honored David. And we're going to get into all that with David. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins have significance in this market. They do. And uh, we'll talk all that with David coming Mm. up at 3 o'clock. So looking forward to that. Yes. Got a great show. Honored that he's joining us. Speaking of strike and spare. Was at the Strike and Spare in Hermitage last night. All right. Uh, for a wonderful function. Uh, it was the third annual George Blaster Celebrity Bowl. Oh, it's time for that again. Okay. For charity. Very good. And um, it was a really, really good time. Okay. Good deal. Got a chance to, to run into a lot of names in this market that had quite the significance in what we do right now in Sports Talk Radio. Yes. Um, Kevin Stallings was there. No, I'm very good. Former Vanderbilt basketball head coach. Matt Frege, he was bowling in the lane next to me. Oh, man, I haven't heard that name in a little while. I know. All right. Um, Let's see. Kevin Holcomb, our buddy Kevin. Kevin. I said Kevin. Kelly Holcomb. Kelly Holcomb. Sorry. I hope Kelly's not listening. Wow. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. Kelly Holcomb, who is uh, just, he's he's hilarious to talk to. He he is. I can imagine. Kelly's a great guy. Um, he was there. Let's see. I, I don't want to start doing this because I'm going to leave. You're going to leave somebody out. The great Pete Weber was there calling oh, his 2,000th Predators game tonight. Mercy. Huh? Mercy. 2,000 Predator games tonight. Jeez. For the one, the only, Peter Weber. Jeez. Saw him and his uh, wonderful wife, Claudia, last night at the event. It's a lot of hockey. Uh, Sean Henry. 
was there. Okay. President Preds or... Oh, I, well, uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh-huh. No longer the case, uh, yeah. right? Uh-huh. My bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. We just had Michelle Kennedy on. Sorry. New title. CEO. CEO. Thank of the you. Nashville Predators. Excuse no, me. Nothing wrong with CEO. No. No, no, no. I'm... But he is he is no he is the former president. Yes. Sorry. It's just, you know, ingrained at this point. Yeah. I know, I know. He well he was he was that for a long time. He was the, for a very long time. Yes, he was. So and we had a wonderful conversation with Michelle Kennedy, who is the president, the alternate governor. Yes. The COO. I mean, she as yeah. I said, she is the big cheese. That's a lot of titles. A lot of titles there. Yeah, that's a lot of responsibility. A lot of responsibility. I wonder if it's three different paychecks. That'd be nice. Oh man, that'd be wonderful. I don't know it? if that's that's the There's way it probably works. Probably certain days when it's chaotic that yeah. she probably wishes it was three. Separate paychecks, right? <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> a lot of responsibilities That's there. A lot of responsibilities. A lot of responsibilities. Yeah. And the Predators, by the way, are on a heater. Yes, uh, they, they are. won five in a row, so we'll see if they can keep that going tonight against the Penguins. And good hopefully chance. some good boos will come out for Sidney Crosby. Well, you know. You know, because it's just fun to boo him. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure he doesn't mind given the history of what's happened. So, Speaking of the Predators, before we move on. Sure. Yesterday, after mm-hmm. our show, All right. the Minnesota Wild yes. fired Dean Evason. Okay. So they decided we've seen enough at this point. I that we're going so. in the wrong direction here. The Bill, expectations were a little different. Bill Guerin, uh, yeah, the general manager, said, uh, guess we needed a change. They're off to a slow start. They removed Dean Evason and another coach, and they hire... John Hines. Ah. Now, was he already on the bench there, or they brought him off the street? Nope. Off the street, huh? Yep. Wow. Guess who the Predators play Thursday night at Bridgestone Arena? Um, The Minnesota North Stars? No. Nope. You're close. <laughs> Very close. The North Stars are in Dallas now. <laughs> I've heard. But there is a team still in Minnesota. Okay. The, the, the Minnesota Wild. Yes. Okay, yes. The Wild. <laughs> Are going to be in the house. Isn't I was going to guess crazy? The, the Hartford Whalers up next, but okay, <laughs> if you say so. The Minnesota Wild, okay. You don't think I know about that, do you? I, I caught Darren right there. Darren was like, how do you know about that? Do you remember <laughs> the COVID draft? Yes, what, I do. What John Robinson, remember when they, they did it virtually, right? They yeah, yeah. Do you remember... I this do. is now I'm going to really quiz you. No, but I, I see, uh, see you got frisky and you, uh, you bowed up and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah Harper yeah, Whalers. Yeah, yeah. But then your hockey pipe, yeah. what you got? Uh, what else you got? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. Okay, Justin McFarland. I don't, I don't remember. Okay. The other half of the McFarlands. I don't what remember was on John that one. Robinson, what kind of shirt was he wearing that night? That night? Or there? it wasn't, maybe it was not, was it that night or the day after? I think it was that night. I don't no, know about. I can't this. imagine these wearing it during the draft. It was either the day before. I think it was right after the draft when he was doing interviews. I do not know this story. I don't. And he was meeting with the the media here. Okay, then I I must have just heard it. it it's and not obviously paid attention a to it. hockey shirt. Okay. It obviously is a hockey shirt. Yeah. There, it must be something with an old school reference for yes. you to bring it up like this. So if I've already named the Minnesota North Stars and I've already named the Hartford Whalers, so then there's to, only to, there's only a couple of teams left here okay. that that old I'm trying school. to think of who would have been around there for the. Old school. Um, well, the Jets came back, and no, that's not them. There's another team out there. Oh, doggone it. I can see the logo in my head, 
And it's the logo with the igloo on it. I, I feel like it's a uh, dog on it. I'm dropping it. I don't know. I've forgotten. Okay, what it's if I gave while. you a hint? Please do. They became the avalanche. Oh, they became the avalanche. Oh, they moved from Canada, didn't they? Yes, they did. Man, it's the old Canadian teams. See, it's not Edmonton. It's not Calgary. They're still there. Oh, man. It's... it's I, I There's can people see it. right now screaming They're at screaming the, at the radio. I, I screaming oh, oh, at their device. I can see the dog on igloo in my head um, with the logo on it, and I'm drawing a blank. I, I'm not going to make it for oh. the sake of airtime. I'm sorry. It's, it's the, Quebec? The Quebec Nordiques. Nordiques. Oh, Quebec. The Quebec Nordiques. You were on a roll. I really thought you were going to get it. Man. Quebec is the is the one that I I drew a blank on. How many people were screaming now, at the McFarland now show? I'm just now I'm wondering, was I right about the igloo? Is that what they had? Uh, no, I think it was. Uh, wasn't it a like a hockey stick? Yeah. Now I gotta look it up now to see you know what what the because you know, I can see the I can see the logo on my head uh, there for a little bit. Yeah, it's a hockey stick. Yeah, well. See, as a kid, I called it an igloo because it was like half a, it was the hockey stick leaning up against the round dome, you know, kind of a thing there. So in my mind, as a as a child, in my mind, it was like the team yeah, that played okay, in the igloo. Yeah, I see what you're, yeah, we're both, how about we're both right? Yeah. Because I, I could see where you thought Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, it's the guys with the igloo. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember, yeah. yeah, the igloo guys. Yeah. So Quebec anyway. Nordiques, because I was like John Robinson wearing a Quebec Nordique shirt. Wow! Wow! Okay, ninety-five. Yeah, yeah. All right. By the way, I am really thankful for that event last night. Even though it's Strike and Spare in Hermitage, wonderful facility, had televisions on there. Yeah. Uh, so, but I didn't have to pay close attention to. You know, the people that were actually glued to the Bears, Vikings, they'll never get that time back in their life. They'll never get that time back. It's gone. Man. You'll never get that back. It was um That not, was painful. Not the best football product I've ever seen. <laughs> no. It was not. It's not the best football product of, of all time. By the way, that was a first ever for Josh Dobbs in his career. For four interceptions. Four picks in a game. Yeah. Never done it ever. A lot of deflections, too. It wasn't like they were clean, but a lot of them were. A lot of them were off of deflections, I feel like, uh, for him last night. So, uh, And the coach, apparently, is now non-committal about him yes. coming back and being the and yes. being the starting quarterback. He, doesn't, mm-hmm. he may not get a chance to, to redeem himself. So just like that, the ride is over. He went from winning a game a week prior to yeah. losing a game. Life in the, the NFL. Yeah, in a short amount of time. Yeah. yeah. You're right. And now, don't know if he's still the starter. All right, we'll come back. Steve Lehman, News Channel 5. We'll get into all things local and Titans with him next. Tis the season for all of my favorite treats. Now, where are Grandma's homemade holiday cookies? Hold up. Where are Grandma's cookies? Easy, Joe. Grandma brought something even sweeter this season. <gasps> Your triple fudge brownies? No, Joey. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Made from scratch holiday wins? Grandma, you're a genius. Give the gift of holiday instant games topped with sweet cash prizes. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. 
Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. When you've experienced the loss of a loved one, you can trust SAG Funeral Home to guide you through the process of honoring their life. At SAG Funeral Home, they pride themselves in serving families in Nashville and surrounding areas with dignity, respect, and compassion. The staff is experienced in a variety of funeral services and can help you celebrate your loved one, no matter your religion, culture, or budget. Family and veteran-owned funeral home and cremations now are handled all in one location. We'll help create a personalized experience to pay tribute to your loved one's unique life. Ask about the pre-planning service as well. SAG Funeral Home, serving Nashville and Middle Tennessee for over 40 years. In your time of need, you need someone you can trust who can provide comfort to your family in a very professional way. SAG Funeral Home, 1503 Buchanan Street. Call today, 615-244-5044. 615-244-5044. SAG Funeral Home. For comfort and care in your time of need. SAG Funeral Home, proud sponsor of TSU football on WNSR. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Tennessee needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. I'm not surprised, and I think Kevin Byer gets it. Producer Debbie is the, not happy. The, well, she shouldn't be when they ran off Jeff Fisher, that no one was happy about that because everybody loved him. It, it was all business. He's due $14 million next year, okay? Not going to be on the roster next year. Get something for him. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Thank you, big voice guy. Former general manager of the Predators, David Poyle, set to join us at 3 o'clock. Looking forward to that. Today, back here on The McFarland Show, Darren and Justin here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Let's say hello to our friend Steve Lehman from News Channel 5. Steve, how we doing? Doing great, guys. How are you? A little trivia right out of the gates, unless you just heard it right there at the end of the last segment. The shirt, the old school hockey shirt that John Robinson was wearing after the draft, the COVID draft. Do you remember what I'm talking about? What was I it? Not, I do not. Quote. 
Was it Nashville related or was it just hockey? No, it was just old, like out of nowhere, old school hockey shirt. It was like, wow, the general manager of the Titans wearing a Quebec Nordiques shirt. You remember that? Ooh, ooh. Hey, you're kind of jogging my memory there, but no, that was not a memory I took with me out of that draft. It's just- <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you, right now, looking at some of these draft picks, you know, I, I'm searching for good things, okay? And. Maybe well, I mean, it was that the shirt. His best move from the draft. <laughs> Mercy. Okay. Enough Jeez. piling on John. Jeez. Sorry about that. Jeez. Uh, what What was your takeaways on uh, Sunday's win? I said yesterday that look, it's a win, and you'll take them however you can get them. But if you expect me to get on here for two hours yesterday and be like, "Oh my gosh, they're back," I think everything's fixed. Get ready for the run. I just don't believe it because. We we found out that uh, watching Carolina on Sunday, they're the worst team in the league, and mm-hmm. and apparently they'd had enough with Frank Reich. Yeah, David Tepper seems to think that it's not salvageable in Carolina right now with that team, and so that's a game that you have to win. And the Titans did, to their credit. They went out and they played a game without any major mistakes. The defense had one of its best games of the season, and the offense did just enough in the first half to find a way to win that game. But you're right. As you look down the stretch, if there was any hope of them coming home and saying, oh, we got five of the last seven at home and a bunch of division games, we can really get on a run here and make something of the second half of the season and maybe find our way in the playoffs. There was nothing that you saw Sunday that made you believe that they've turned the corner where that's likely. And, yes, they're 4-0 at home this season, but, guys, they haven't beaten a team with a winning record in those four games. That includes the Bengals, who are below 500. And the rest of the games at home on the schedule are all four against teams that are above 500. Now, they might be able to win one or two of those. I think I'd give them a puncher's chance in all those games because they are at home. But the schedule is difficult down the stretch despite the location of the games. And – I just don't think we've seen anything from this team that makes you believe that they're capable of running off five of six or six in a row here, which is probably what it would take to put themselves in contention for a playoff berth. Am I nitpicking here? Because, one, I do think he's been a a nice addition. I I start him every week on my fantasy team, not that that matters. But, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is probably well on his way to Canton someday. I have to be honest. And maybe I need to go back and watch it if you if you push back and be like, hey, come on, he didn't have a chance there. I felt like the bad, bad pass, let me just say that, a bad pass from Will Levis, okay? He, he had DeAndre Hopkins. If he hits him in stride, it would have been a really nice play. He threw it behind him. And I was really disappointed to see him kind of alligator arm it and just kind of look at Levis like, ah, yeah, what was that, man? You know, like I... I get it. Like, what was that kid? But, you know, you got to hit. I'm wide open. You got to hit. Or not wide open, but you had me right here. You threw it behind me. But he also kind of like alligator armed it and looked like he didn't even try. Am I nitpicking here? Or did you have any thoughts on that play if you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. I actually thought, Darren, it almost looked like it surprised him. Okay. So I don't know if I don't know if he was like the last option on that route or whatever it was because it was – I don't know, like a 20-yard out route mm-hmm. sort yep. of thing. So it wasn't like he was five yards downfield and Levis had to get it out hot and it was on him quicker than you might expect. He ran the route and the ball showed up. So it was a very weird play to me. I don't want to 
fault his effort because I don't know what was inside his head on the play. And I do. It, it just looked like he got his head around late and was kind of surprised where the ball was. And then the ball happened to be behind him as well, and it just wasn't very good effort. I'd like to see him make that play because I think he's certainly capable of doing it. I'd also like to see the throw be much better. So I think you put it on both guys in that regard. But I will say this in DeAndre Hopkins' defense. I don't think he's the best wide receiver in the game anymore. You can make an argument he's the best wide receiver in his generation in terms of the number of catches and the consistent production he had when healthy over the first decade of his career. But he's a darn good wide receiver, and I think when you have a rookie quarterback like Will Levis, I think, by and large, he's been really good for him because he's not a super demonstrative guy. He's got the ego. He believes he's a great wide receiver, and he gives you all the help that great wide receivers can do. But he's not sitting over there on the sideline pouting or slamming his helmet when a ball is behind him or he doesn't get enough targets in the course of the game. And I think that's really important when you have a guy like Levis because they can kind of grow up in this relationship together and he doesn't have to worry about a guy yelling at him on the sideline as he misses certain reads and things like that. And I'm not saying anything about a former wide receiver who'd be here or who had been here, but I'm not sure you would have the same type of patience and the same type of attitude if he was still here. Now, that's not to say they should have made that trade, but I do think DeAndre Hopkins is a blessing for the Titans to have while trying to break in a quarterback in his rookie season. I've said this for, for several years since he's been here. I, I've been disappointed in the way Ryan Tannehill handles things as a quarterback, as a franchise quarterback, as a guy who's getting paid really, really well. I felt like in games when he wasn't good, um, he, he deflected. He didn't stand up there like a lot of quarterbacks and say, that's on me. I got to be better. Uh, you know, I didn't like the way he handled the Cincinnati playoff loss where he made the you on know, clean out locker day disappeared, nowhere to be found. I can go on and on. I, I don't think he's particularly, you know, I'm not Malik Willis is drafted. I'm not here to, to man. look, I get that. Just don't say it out loud, right? Don't say it publicly. So I don't think he's handled things well in the past. I was impressed with Will Levis to stand up there as a rookie quarterback and he doesn't seem like he has a problem saying, I need to be better at this. I I shouldn't have done that. I'm, you know, I need to learn. He is standing up there and and taking the bullets. Do you do you agree or disagree? I think Will Levis is, has done a tremendous job with that. I, I think you're maybe being a little harsh on Ryan given some of the situations. And I remember sitting there after the Cincinnati game when he took all the bullets immediately. Now he didn't talk the next day. And I would have liked him to as a guy who has to play sound bites for the <laughs> following <laughs> five mm-hmm. or ten days about mm-hmm. that game. But he did answer questions for like 13 minutes and take accountability right after that game. So I, I won't be too hard on him for that. But to Levis, he's a rookie. He, he's got to earn his stripes in the locker room, in the community, with the coaching staff. And I think since he's been the quarterback of this team, basically everything he said is what you want to hear from your quarterback. When it was great, it's we still have a long ways to go. When it's been bad, it's I need to do better. I need to put our guys in better situations. When he's getting harassed because his offensive line stinks, it's still his fault. Even when it's not, I think those are the things you want to hear from your quarterback. And so far he's done a really good job of that. What did you make of Jalen Duncan at left tackle? 
I thought he was fine. I don't know if fine makes you feel good about the rest of the season at that position, but here's the deal. The, the offensive line, Darren, probably played one of its best games of the season on Sunday. Now, is that because they had this new unit in there and they worked pretty well together, or is that because it's the Carolina Panthers and they didn't have much to offer on the other side? I don't know. I mean, I think Brian Burns is a pretty good player, another that other than that near-miraculous one-handed pick that he almost made on the attempted screen pass to Derrick Henry, I don't really remember him being a huge factor in the game on Sunday. So somebody's got to get credit for that. And I think they played well. But again, it's Carolina, and it's one week at home. Can they do it again this weekend against the Colts? Can they do it when they go on the road to Miami? That's an enormous question. But Duncan, for a rookie, playing on the left side for the first time, I thought he did okay. They can just get some more, you know, NFC South teams at home. That that would that would help here. It just hasn't. <laughs> I think we're all out of them, unfortunately. Um, you know, Steve, I almost don't want to ask you this question, but I have to because it's the elephant across sports talk radio. And 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 to be honest, to, to, to me and Darren's credit, we have spent exactly zero seconds talking about this until this very moment. So I'm going to be the one to break the ice and bring it up. Uh, the uh, all the smoke and headlines out of mostly out of New England about Mike Vrabel possibly being on the move. I've seen headlines and uh, Twitter, you know, videos and YouTube videos. How committed is Mike Vrabel to the Tennessee Titans and all of this and all of that? What do you make of the in-season um, hullabaloo? About um, about Mike Vrabel possibly being on the move, I think it's much ado about nothing. What what say you? I'm with you, Justin. I think this is a byproduct of the Patriots having their worst team in decades, and Boston media market needing things to talk about. And you bring Mike Vrabel back, and you get the visual of him with Robert Kraft, and you know that Bill Belichick may be thinking about stepping aside at the end of the season, and it it just gives you something to talk about. But I know from walking into Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park every day and, and listening to him talk, Mike Vrabel seems completely focused on figuring out a way to win this week against the Colts, just like last week he was trying to beat the Panthers. I just don't buy it that he's spending part of his time thinking about the what-if possibility of going to New England at the end of the season and coaching the Patriots. And let's not forget, he's under contract here. So the only way that yeah. happens is if he gets traded. And so I just don't think it's a distraction. Because or if the Titans if, fire him, Steve. That's the other option. Well, sure. If, if he gets fired and he's not under contract, then it's a different story. But we've got no indication that that's set to happen here. And so, you know, New England certainly can't be banking on him getting fired because I think that's an unlikely but, situation. But, Steve, haven't you heard that, you know, Rand Carthen and Mike Vrabel absolutely can't stand each other? And, you know, there was all <laughs> kinds of drama between the two. And I've seen, I've seen video on Twitter where they were kind of glaring at each other from across the practice field. And one kind of gave a look at the other guy, and the other guy went walking off. They looked like they had complete, total disdain for each other. Why haven't you seen these reports start to ha- Sarcastic, sarcastic, sarcastic. Yeah, yep. No, I've seen those as well. By the <laughs> way, is there anyone that Mike Vrabel doesn't glare at? <laughs> you know, I look at him and he glares at me, so I, I don't know. I think we have an okay relationship. That's just who he is. He's not exactly like a teddy bear up there. He, he's Mike Vrabel. It's the man that he is. 
I've heard those reports. Frankly, I don't know how good their relationship is. But if I'm sitting here trying to assess what's going on inside that building, I'm not sure that that's not more of a Carthon problem than it is a Vrabel problem. And maybe I'm wrong, and maybe if it is true, and so this is all speculation, obviously, but like, even if there is a rift there, why would you think that would be a negative for Vrabel now when a year ago he was very clearly the guy they were building around and moving on from a GM? I would say it, it probably would lean closer to ownership thinking, well, Vrabel's still our guy, and if he doesn't think this guy's doing his job well, then maybe we made the wrong hire. And look, maybe that changes. Maybe it's changed in the last year. At one point in time, John Robinson was a favorite in that person, favored person in that building, yeah. and obviously that changed. So you know, things can change. But I, I just don't think I don't buy much of the the rift between people in that building. But even if it does, I still think until told otherwise, or uh, we get a visual that says otherwise. I still think Mike Vrabel's the top dog in that building and has Amy Adams struck ear, and she believes that she has one of the best assets in the league in a head coach that she's paying more than $9 million to to figure out how to turn this team around, whether that's this season or next season with a completely different-looking roster. All right, let's, let's switch gears real quick here, Steve, and uh, let's go out to Murfreesboro. I honestly thought, and I, and I expressed this on the show yesterday to Darren, that the end of Rick Stockstill down in Murfreesboro would be a an announcement or a press conference of some type that either next season will be his last and then he's going to retire or that he's decided that uh, now is the time for him to step down and retire and a big giant kumbaya press conference where we all celebrate the career, the, the career and the achievements of Rick Stockstill. I never thought that the MTSU uh, front office, for lack of a better term, the athletic director of the president, would decide to fire Rick Stockstill. Did you see this coming? Did I expect it necessarily to happen yesterday? No, but I think it was clear that the writing was on the wall, that at some point a move was going to have to be made. And I think this season made it obvious that everything had stalled there. That entire conference, guys has been overhauled with the exception of Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky. Mm. There's a whole bunch of new programs in there. A lot of them are very young in their FBS days. Some of them aren't very good at all. And the expectation, I think, if you're a middle fan is we've got a good enough program. We've been in this league for long enough, and the best teams in the league have now left. We should be competing every single year for a championship. And that was their expectation coming into this year after eight wins in a Hawaii Bowl victory last year and instead they wind up four and eight and three and five in that league I, I think to me that just absolutely put it on blast that that program is stagnant right now and it needs a jolt of life the interesting thing that i actually didn't know until yesterday when christmas saw was talking is the way the stockstill contract was built every year that he made a bowl game or won a certain amount of games he would get an additional year and an extension tacked on to his existing contract. Mm -hmm. Every year so he was that, bowl eligible. That, that's that's yeah. how it works. Well, he won eight games, apparently. That's what that's what yeah. I heard him say. Is it bowl eligible? Because I heard him say eight games made the trigger. 
Yeah, well, well, whatever it was exactly, that trigger kicked in last year. And yeah. So they'd had two straight losing seasons, but then you get an extra year added onto the contract last year. And so now you come back into a place where now it's three of four, or, or three of five losing seasons, excuse me, down there in the borough. And I, I think that kind of put it over the top for Chris Massaro, where he just thought he had to make a move. The other interesting thing he said yesterday, guys, and I think it's a good point, and they'd be wise to do it, is I think they're going to look hardcore for a guy who is full of personality down there. Now, I like Rick Stockton mm-hmm. as a man a lot, and I think over the, the full body of 18 years, he did a good job with that program and helping elevate them to a place where they are in Conference USA. But I also think it got stale, and he's not Mr. Personality. And so when it starts to get stale and the fan base is kind of dwindling, there wasn't anything there to bring them back. And I think they need an energetic coach that's going to come in and is going to win the press conference. And he's going to win the, the tailgate parties and the off-season caravan meetings and all those sort of things because they need to get some people back in Floyd Stadium as well as winning games. And so uh, that's got to be the idea that they have right now, and I hope they get it done. Steve, last but not least, let's let's talk a little television here. Um, the Iron Bowl, Steve, uh, and the local ratings that come out, and I don't know if you get them, but somebody sends them to my inbox every day. The Iron Bowl did a 15.3 uh, rating, and the big game between uh, Ohio State and Michigan for the local markets, I believe, did around a 12 rating. The Titans and Panthers did a 17.7 rating. Over, you know, we had them this week over on Fox. For the Titans and Panthers, two teams who won combined four games to get more ratings than the Iron Bowl and then Michigan State or Michigan and Ohio State says what exactly? NFL is king. Yeah. In this market with a professional team here, that is probably, and I don't have all the ratings of the games this year directly in front of me, Justin. But Those are just the local. The, that's the local stuff that I just gave you now. Well, right. But that's probably the lowest Titans rating of the season, if yeah. I had to guess. Yeah. 17.7 is really, really low for a Titans game in this market. And so not just did that win, but most games that the Titans play would obliterate that. The last rating I saw of a Titans game, I think, goes back to the Tampa game, and it was mid twenties. And yeah. I know the and I know the Pittsburgh game on Thursday night, oh. was, I think twenty six <laughs> or twenty seven yeah. yeah. for that. So I mean, you're talking significantly higher ratings for the NFL. And again, it's the NFL. It's the most popular sport in the world. There's so many. There's only so many viewing windows a week, and there's no real competing games. I mean, often in this market, when the Titans are playing, there is no other game on. So it is your only option if you're watching mm. football. All whatever, two hundred seventy thousand people or three hundred thousand people that want to watch football are watching the Titans in that moment, unless you're paying for red zone or something additionally. When you come to college, as good as those games are, I mean, when Auburn-Alabama was going on Saturday, you had the Apple Cup, which was a phenomenal game going on on Fox. You had good games on ESPN. You had good games on ABC as well. And so the entire college football viewing audience wasn't on CBS on Saturday afternoon, as good as that game was. And so it all plays into it. But the biggest thing it tells me, Justin, is that the NFL is – 
and probably always will remain king. Last thing real quick, Steve, what do you make uh, on the Vanderbilt side? Uh, they are certainly running quickly to the transfer portal, and Clark Lee, after losing their last 10, has also lost a lot of players. Steve? Speechless. All right. I think we lost him. We lost him there. You know, if when we lose folks, I wish we can lose them loudly so we know. The last, you know, when we've been losing people lately, it's been it's been the silent, the silent loss. Yeah. You know, I wish That's we right. had a more, you know. It's okay. It was on the way out. Like a it's pop cool. or something. We do appreciate him joining us as we always. We do, as always. Good stuff from Love Steve him. Lehman. News Channel 5. In fact, I, I've got some numbers on what the Thanksgiving games did. Okay. Okay. Sure. On a national level. It's gonna it's not gonna really blow you away, but uh no, along those lines. <laughs> we'll talk about that and more. By the way, we're wide open the rest of the hour. David Poyle will join us to begin the second hour. The number is six one five eight four four 5,600. More of the McFarland Show next. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi trailer leasing company it's starleasing.com to learn more in tennessee 967,430 people struggle with hunger and 295,570 of them are children that's one in seven who struggle with hunger and one in five are children people who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets they may be in your child's classroom in your neighborhood or just down the street in addition many of these people live in food deserts which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store often there are limited resources to get food and the only option is fast food or convenience markets while processed food may help with hunger pangs it provides little to no nutrition what began in 2008 as a dream to buy land grow food and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. Post-COVID travel is on a surge. Many of you are traveling for fun because you've been locked up for two years. Listen, whether you're traveling for fun to Italy, Greece, Spain, France, or somewhere else fun in the world, or USA, now is a great time to book before the crowds hit and save. Plus, with a strong U.S. dollar, you'll get more travel bang for your buck. Right now is a smart time to make your reservations and call low-cost airlines. With one phone call, you can let us do all the work for free. We'll shop hundreds of airlines, hotels, resorts, and give you a way to save huge money on your vacation plans. And if you call right now, we'll give you a free hotel room with a qualified travel purchase. So call right now. 800-704-1662. That's 800-704-1662. It's a Bill King Show.
We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong spheroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR Skyscan forecast. Today's going to be sunny with a high of 42. It'll be mainly clear tonight, low 24. Wednesday, sunny and milder, high 56. Thursday, sunny with temperatures near 60. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us, Darren and Justin. We are the McFarlands, and we are live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Damon King is alongside for the ride. You brought up the ratings. I did. On Thanksgiving, the trifecta that the NFL had. Yes. Okay. Three games, which I don't remember when they started that. I guess it's... It's not been that long. No, where they did the triple header. Maybe it's been less than 10 years. six, maybe seven years. Yeah, it's been less than 10 years for sure. So, I was looking at the, um, the ratings. Green Bay, Detroit was the first game, followed by... Washington and Dallas, and then the nightcap, it was the 49ers and the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. 34.1 million. Yeah. The highest Thanksgiving Day average on record. And it surpassed last uh, the previous record, which was last year, of yeah. 33.6. Yeah. So, let's see. The Washington-Dallas game averaged... million viewers. Yeah. Justin. Yeah. 41.8 million viewers for the Dallas-Washington game. The blowout. Yeah. Which was the second most watched NFL regular season game on record behind only last year's Thanksgiving game between Dallas and the Giants. 41.8 million. A regular season game. Yeah. It's not Super Bowl numbers. No. Regular season. Well, Super Bowl numbers Week are 100 12. million or so. Um, yeah, I mean that's that that's about uh, if I do the calculations right, it's about 11 percent of the country. That means one out of every 10 people mm. in the entire country was watching the NFL. One out of every 10 people. Mm. Uh, that that's 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 what we're talking about. Dallas and Green Bay averaged 33.7 million viewers. Yeah. Most watched early Thanksgiving game on record. Yeah. Of course, the Lions are good this year, so I'm not surprised by that. Uh, Let's see. The 49ers-Seahawks game averaged 26.9, so it was actually the least viewed of the three, 26.9 million. And that was the highest primetime Thanksgiving game since 2015 and the second highest since NBC has been doing that third game, which... uh, I guess 2012, they're saying. Yeah. So it's been just over a decade. 
Wow. Of the tri. It's hard to believe. The trifecta. The okay. triple header. Okay. Did yeah. not know. Yeah. Thought it's been less time than that. But, I mean, the, the listen, the NFL draws in, and, and this, has been, this has always been very difficult for people who did not grow up in an NFL market to fully understand um, because it's been college football-centric. Um, you know, it, it, it is something that dominates uh, the cities where millions of people live. So, you know, even though the college football landscape tends to dominate entire states at times, um, you know, the, the Chicago Bears own the city of Chicago and every soul that lives in it, all 8 million people to live in the metro. The Giants or the Jets, you know, really have the, 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 the market cornered on all, you know, whatever 16 million people live in the New York City metropolitan area. And you can do that for the same for every single cluster all around the country where an NFL team is located, you know, they they make up for lack of statewide appeal at times with heavy, heavy concentration in, in pockets all around, you know, all around the cities there. So, um, you know, Cleveland is, is another place, you know, it, it's the, the Browns are ingrained into Cleveland in in a very deep way. Not, you know, not to say the Cavs aren't or anything like that, no, but no, they're it, not. it's they're not. They're, it, it, don't, don't say anybody else. Trust me. It's it is all brown. Yeah, I mean, they, I know. They, I live there. They dominate from cradle they, to grave. If they had the Steelers' success or the oh Ravens' boy. success oh boy. or the Chiefs' success, like right now, or you know, pick the teams that have been successful yeah. for the most part, yeah, year in and year out, yeah. Believe me, their fan base doesn't take a backseat to anybody. Yeah. They would be just as big as whatever fan base you think takes over stadiums. That's yeah. what the Browns would be. Yeah. They've just been beaten down for decades. Yeah. They yeah. just don't have a whole lot to cheer for. Yeah. But, you know, it it's fan bases like that across the country that make up the NFL that it's really tough to compete with because now people – and there's only 32 teams. Yeah. Unlike, you know, college football where, you know, you got a smattering of teams all over everywhere. And, you know, maybe I want to see Iowa State versus Kansas State, but maybe I don't care. You know, because I, that has nothing to do with me as an SEC fan. I'm never going to play these teams. They have no impact on me whatsoever. I'm not watching. Where if you're a, you know, just a Titans fan, will you sit down and watch Pittsburgh versus Houston? I sure will. Or, you know, even the 49ers versus the Seahawks. Yeah, I sure will. We're going to play uh, the Seahawks coming up in a few weeks. Let me see what they got. I mean, it's the NFL has got that kind of appeal where college football they try, and they're trying again with this 12-team playoff to try to draw more people here. Uh, it certainly won't hurt them. Won't hurt them trying it this way. By the way, I was scrolling through. This is while our time off. We didn't have a show Thursday or Friday. So one of those days um, where I, I, I'm i surprised I could keep up with all the games that I watched <laughs> in yesterday's show. I'm surprised they didn't all just you know blend together. But there were times when, you know, there was nothing on or whatever, and I'd, I'd escape and, and go somewhere else. I actually <laughs> fell into uh, Draft Day, which has been shown on HBO. Wow. And I think that show, is, uh, that movie is ridiculous. Kevin, Co- Kevin Costner, right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Right. It's like so silly. Yeah. But I got, tr- I don't know. I guess I just got sucked in and I started watching that ridiculous movie. Okay. And I forgot about this. I forgot that our guest that we had on when the Titans played the Browns. Okay. Um, yeah. And Tony Rizzo. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
He was in that movie several times. Made a cameo, like when he yeah. Was, when they were listening to the radio, yeah. that was Tony Rizzo. That was Tony Rizzo talking. Yeah. yeah. But what, sh- what should the Browns do with this pick? Yeah. I, and I I guess I've deleted draft day from my mind. I would have brought it up to Riz when yeah. we had him on. Yeah. I guess we had a great conversation with yeah. him back yeah. at the end of September. But yeah, I started laughing because he makes several cameos in there on the... On whenever Kevin Costner's in the in his vehicle, yeah, and he's listening, yeah, that's Rizzo. That that's that Rizzo that's, show. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So it's pretty neat. I don't know what. Yeah, I guess we're just talking about all that stuff. But anyway. yeah. Um. All right, we'll come back. Something that MTSU had a press conference yesterday. Chris Massaro talked. Yeah. Play a little clip of what he had to say. Obviously, after 18 seasons, the Blue Raiders are moving on from Rick Stockstill. What's next? We'll talk about that to close out. Hour number one, that's next. And now, all good heat and air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by All Good Heat and Air, serving the community for five years. For all your HVAC home service plans, give the pros a call today at 931-575-7039. 931-575-7039. That's All Good Heat and Air, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. We all know that natural life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Mokara Spa is Nashville's highest quality self-care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Makara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. I've got a unique vacation idea for you that's right here in the United States. If you're ready for a vacation that's fun and downright affordable, listen up. It's driving distance for many of you, so no planes, no airline delays, no hassles. It's Branson, Missouri, the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Live music for everyone. Branson has three beautiful, enormous lakes, water attractions, live shows, great food, and tons of entertainment. It's a perfect vacation for you and your family, or if you're retired and you want to have a great time. And you can stay in Branson for as low as $99 a night. Please understand, this is not a timeshare offer. It's a real vacation for as little as $99 a night. We've got a free vacation guide we want to send you right now. All you have to do is call for complete details. Get your free Branson, Missouri guide right now by calling this number. 800-413-3953-800-413-3953-800-413-3953. That's 800-413-3953. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. 
It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I believe this franchise right now, unfortunately, is paying for the sins of a lot of bad draft picks and, and bad signs. You can only dodge that for so long. Would you think about going back-to-back years with your first-round pick and get nothing? Nothing. That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. It's just the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Text the Strike and Spare Studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. David Boyle coming up to begin the second hour here on this Tuesday afternoon. 615-844-5600. Everybody's having a good day. Looking forward to a good discussion with DP mm-hmm. coming up here soon. So, Chris Pizarro, we we cut it down, and this clip is about three minutes, so I don't even know if we have time so we probably need to save it for the second hour we can we can wait till after david Poyle if you would like yeah let's do that because i i do want to hear this um i by the way i thought the whole contract i've always been under the impression it's when they're bowl eligible that he got another year and i think his contract because of the those years that he had piled up was good through 2029 2029 he's gonna walk away with five million yeah yeah Yeah, that's what he's gonna get I've always been told it's if they're bowl six wins is bowl eligible. I've never heard eight. Yeah, I've never heard eight wins. He and you, you're going to hear it from you okay. Know, yeah, I mean, look if anybody knows it's him. Yeah, it's Chris Massaro. Chris Massaro himself speak the words out of his and mouth. And he said here. eight. He said eight triggered the contract extension. How many eight win seasons did Rick Stocks still have? I need to look it up. I'm not I was sure. Like, didn't but, we gotta go through that? Well, or? the question is, when did he sign that deal? Was it at the very beginning that every time he won eight? That he no, got an extension, no, it couldn't have no, been. No, no, so no, 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 no. when did he sign that? Yeah, that it particular was down, clause? way down the road. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the trick is figuring out when he signed that clause that would bring that into play. So I threw this out last night on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. And look, I I have no inside knowledge. I'm just just throwing. Out, I don't know what the right fit is. I suspect they'll inquire about Scotty Waldron at Austin B. I I suspect. I don't know that. But I threw this name out. Okay. I don't know if you saw this, but the Houston Cougars moved on from Dana Holgerson. I did not see that. Dana Holgerson is a pretty good coach. Okay. He's done a lot of winning. Um, West Virginia, Houston. I just I just threw that out there. I was like, what about Dana is, Holgerson? Is he Mr. Personality? Um, because, you know, and again, you're going to hear from Chris Massaro. Mr. Funky Hair. Well, you're going to hear from Chris Massaro that they're looking for a personality that is, and this is his words, over the top. Mm, really? That's, okay. again. I'm looking forward you'll, to you'll, hearing You'll that. hear yeah. it here from, from the man himself uh, who's conducting this nationwide search. He said he doesn't have an offense or defense preference. That's not what he's about. I wouldn't either. If I was, if I was yeah. in charge of looking for a new coach, I would... I would not care what side of the ball he comes from. I really wouldn't. Yeah. It's about a fit. Yeah. Right? Because we've got enough examples, Justin, in college and in pros, where there's enough defensive-minded guys that have been successful, Mm -hmm. and there's enough defensive-minded guys who've been unsuccessful. Yeah. There's enough offensive-minded guys who've been successful, and there's a bunch of offensive-minded guys who've been unsuccessful. Kirby Smart down in Georgia. What, What is he? Defense. Defense. 
Uh, you know, and it, it it would lead you to believe that this is an offensive, you know, not just league in the NFL, but offensive game that is all about scoring. And the top, you know, champions of the last few years here have been defensively oriented guys, whether it's Nick Saban or, or Kirby Smart. Saban, Smart, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Defense. Defensive coordinators. But again, for every one of those guys, we can come up with offensive minded Sure. That sure, have sure. Lots of Andy Reid. Oh, yeah. Oh, They've had yeah, lots of success, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, I wouldn't either. If I was an AD, I, I wouldn't care what side of It's about a fit. It's so, about a fit. With that being said, personality, I don't know him, but if you just watch his sideline demeanor, Waldron, Scotty Waldron certainly fits that. He seems like Mr. Rah-Rah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, we wouldn't have to come down far. You know, it's just a quick trip down I-24, all the way down. It wouldn't be far. All right, that's going to do it for hour number one. We'll come back. We'll switch gears. We'll talk to uh, former general manager of the Predators, David Poyle. He will join us to begin the second hour. That's all coming up next. Five sixty AM, ninety five nine FM, Brentwood, Nashville, one zero seven nine FM, Smyrna, Nashville's first twenty four hour sports station, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News. I'm Rena Roy. In Atlanta, at a memorial service for First Lady Rosalind Carter, her daughter, Amy Carter, paying tribute. My mom spent most of her life in love with my dad. Their partnership and love story was a defining feature of her life. Her father, former President Carter, 99 years old, in attendance. The International Red Cross reports it has successfully facilitated the release and transfer of 12 additional hostages held in Gaza. They are now in Israeli territory, in exchange 30 Palestinian prisoners released by Israel. California Democratic Congressman Robert Garcia filed a privileged resolution on the House floor to expel Representative George Santos. House leaders must now schedule a vote within two legislative days. Pope Francis canceling his trip to Dubai for the U.N. climate conference on doctor's orders. The pontiff is being treated with antibiotics as he recovers from a mild flu, according to the Vatican. This is ABC News. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Gallery Friends is a fine dining restaurant located in Nashville's prestigious West End. It features an elegant presentation and exceptional service. One of the first non-alcoholic restaurants in Nashville. They pride themselves in professional and courteous service. A popular choice among locals and tourists alike. If you're in town for the ball game or you're just visiting with friends, dinner with friends is the preferred 
preferred location for those seeking a rich, modern restaurant with serene atmosphere and top-notch guest experience. Your server will uphold the high standards of etiquette and hospitality and guide you through a unique dining experience. Enjoy the ambiance and reconnect with friends. Specialty dining will feature a set menu, a dedicated server, and a personal chef. Enjoy a delicious combination of meats and vegetables at a very affordable price. There's no place in Nashville like it. A unique experience. Come and have dinner with friends. 1719 West End Avenue. To make a reservation, call right now. 615-730-9559. Dinner with friends. A proud sponsor of TSU football on WNSR. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Whoa! Righty then. Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour rolling along here on this Tuesday afternoon. Darren and Justin here with you. We are the McFarlands, and we are live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. Damon Keene is alongside. Predators tonight back in action at Bridgestone Arena after a little Sunday night tilt where they got a nice win over Winnipeg. Yeah. Sunday evening, a rare Sunday night game. They've won five in a row, and it is those Pittsburgh Penguins coming to town tonight. Seven o'clock puck drop. Predators trying to keep a five-game winning streak intact and we'll see if they can do it let's talk with the former general manager longtime general manager david Boyle. we always love catching up with him david how we doing david are we there apparently not okay all right we're going to try to get reconnected here with the uh the former preds general manager because there is a lot to get into uh the preds take on the penguins tonight there at bridgestone arena of course we remember uh, the the Predators uh, finishing up against the uh, the Penguins there for the Stanley Cup final a few years ago, uh, which resulted in unfortunately uh, the the Cup going to the Penguins. But just to have the Cup, I remember talking to Sean Henry about this in particular. Just to have the Cup in the building in a playoff game was in and of itself a brand new height for the franchise uh, to have a Cup game in the building. So yeah, I think we've got David uh, with us, former General Manager David Poyle. On the line with us, David. How we doing? I'm good. Good afternoon, guys. Yeah, thanks for uh, doing this as always. Um, memory lane, right? Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins will always have history in this market. Um, first run to the Stanley Cup final. When you think about that run, when you think about the Stanley Cup final against the Penguins, what are some memories that that come to mind? Oh, so many, so many memories, and a little bit of. Uh... Uh, angst. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, that someday I'll get over. I, you know, it, we were on such a, a roll, and uh, you know, you just it just felt like everything was falling into place, despite the the injuries that we had. I think to a man, coaches, players. I think for the fans, I really truly felt that we were going to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, it, it just felt that way. Of course, the uh, the home games were. Uh, something I'll never forget in terms of the intensity of the crowd, the play, <clears throat> the outside atmosphere on on Broadway, and all the fans that you know poured downtown to 
to watch the game uh, on the sc- uh, screen or something like that. It was just, as I've said many times recently, it, you know, I certainly had certain visions of how I would want things to turn out with the, the franchise. And I guess you'd say the, the connection between the, the city and the, and the fans and the players. And it seemed to me in that week or so in the Stanley Cup finals, it was all there in one it was a collage of a whole bunch of different uh, different pictures, and you know, so the memories are all great. I mean, the, the toughest parts, of course, are you know what happened in uh, you know in my mind, games one and, and games six when we you know we were on the roll. We clearly uh, were the best team in game one in in Pittsburgh, and uh, you know we we uh, we scored a goal early in the game that was disallowed on an offside, which you know to this day I still don't think it was offside, um, and then. You know, we went a long stretch where they're, they're, we had them on the ropes that whole game. I think they went almost 30 minutes without a shot and goal, if mm-hmm. you can believe that. And then they, again, still scored a you know, really nice goal on, on, on Peck, and they, they, had, they won that first game. And then, of course, in game six, so, you know, it was a, a nail writer to get you know, right down to it, and uh, Hornquist scores with you know, a couple minutes to go. But before that, you know, Sissions uh, scored a goal that was disallowed because the referee was in a position where he did not see but the, the goaltender looked like he had the puck from the referee's vantage point, but he'd never had it. And, you know, so you get three quarters of our building sees the puck there in an empty net goal, and the most important person in the building, and maybe one of the few people that didn't see it, was the referee. And that's that's the kind of stuff that uh, you know I, I wish didn't didn't happen. But uh, you know, the Penguins, uh, you know, are top top team, Sidney Crosby, and all all that comes with the you know the Penguins and these to the last you know 18 years i think he's, he's been there you know they've had some great runs and it would have been great for us to win but that was the best uh best best run the predators ever had of course what happens whenever you you have those conversations that you had and you're not going to change the outcome of the game they're not going to come back and like hey, wait a minute we we goofed on that uh we are awarding the predators that game because you brought up the two examples, <laughs> games one and six were atrocious calls. They just they were and effectively determined the outcome. They did, they just did. I, I guess game one maybe is a little bit premature because you're not sure how it was going to play out after that. But it certainly affected the game tremendously. Game six, there's there's just no doubt, right? So when you have those discussions, and I know Peter Laviolette was furious, especially in game one in Pittsburgh over that. And when you talk to, I guess, the people that you have to talk to, the league, uh, the whoever runs the officials, like what do you get back from them whenever even they know maybe, do they admit that they're wrong? Or how does that dynamic work when you have those behind-the-scenes conversations? Well, I think it's probably frustrating to be very honest with everybody because they're, for the most part, uh, you know, standing up for the officials and for what they called, and even if they they made a mistake, they they can't undo it, as you as you said. So, on, on both of those situations, the offside one was, this, you know, this it's it's if you look at it this day, I mean, it's such a thin line as to what you you know you you see even in the most high definition cameras, it's you kind of splitting splitting hair. So, you know, it's it's certainly could have been a call that they could have said no that's they could have taken our side but they didn't hmm. uh the other on the other one with the, the goaltending situation i mean the referee was in a position where he didn't see the puck mm-hmm. i mean it's this is it's a mistake so i think uh, you know basically they say it he should he shouldn't have blown it the whistle mm-hmm. but they can't undo it and he didn't see it 
And I'm sure to this day the referee uh, feels the same the same way every every time he made a certain things that have probably happened in his career that he wished that he could have a do over. Uh, so yeah, again, maybe I shouldn't even have mentioned all those things, but you know, it's just I think that's just how close the the games are. And I, yeah. I I am for one, I believe that you know the best teams win. Yes, but I think there's a degree of uh, of luck or what have you, you know, in, you know, in, in games, uh, uh, you know, guys hit hit posts or you know, guy makes a, a fabulous save or what have you, or it's a, a deflection. There's there's a little bit of luck that goes into sports. I I hope you all agree with 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 that. So uh, um, again, I'm not on the, on the bigger picture over our franchise history. I don't have a lot to complain about in terms of officiating. So I certainly don't want to go down that that road. But you know, that was our highest moment, and uh, you know, we we needed to be good, but. Uh, you know, we needed to get a break like uh, like Pittsburgh got in those two calls. Yeah. Um, Justin and I were in this market covering the teams, a part of this, just just like you. And the, the two biggest things that have ever happened in this market was very, very early on in having professional teams was the Titans making their run to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then the city was growing and growing, and then, you know, the city had already began their explosion whenever the Predators made their their unbelievable run to what we're talking about, to the Stanley Cup final. And to see what this town turned into, to what really the hockey world turned into, David, did it even surprise you for a guy that's been around the sport, and not only just in this market but other markets, for it to see Nashville be on center stage Everywhere did it even surprise you or no? Well, of, of course. I mean, you, you certain things that you want, as I said, you know, visions that you have, dreams that you 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 have. But what I I didn't know, not having been to Nashville before I came here, is all the potential of the city, meaning the location of the arena. Mm-hmm. I mean, real estate. What's the most important thing? Location, location, location. The entertainment centers that were right downtown. The Music City part of it with all of the the great stars. And I mean, how how much bigger has country uh, uh, music grown in the United States and the world since we we've been here? I mean, I think in a lot of ways we're on the same same track. So, and then then it, as the franchise went along, we there were certain I'd say milestones, they say defining moments or what have you. The O three draft when we drafted Shea Weber and Suter and uh, <clears throat> Kevin Klein players that got plus it was in Nashville. And how the building was virtually sold out, and everybody came here, you know, from the United States and Europe, you know, parents, you know, young players, whatever. So we started to become a destination. The 2016 was All Star game, went in the three and three format. It snowed the week before, and then miraculously the weather just turned very pleasant, and all the events were held outside except for the game in Bridgestone Arena, and everybody had a fabulous time here. Again, players, uh, you know, uh, parents media and again put it on you know Nashville could throw an event and all of these other other things the Stanley Cup finals of course then some premier things like signing a star player like Paul Korea. I think all these things were uh, just kept taking us up and up and the potential that maybe other cities couldn't do the same thing like they couldn't replicate quite what we could do at an all-star event or they couldn't uh, you know they, they couldn't show have a their, their building wasn't located where ours is downtown. I mean, these are all advantages that we had that we finally got to to use, and the, you know, and the, and the league realized that they had us in a, you know, the, the winter the stadium series game, and we we're in a winter classic game, 
and other things like this that will certainly are going to be, you know, the, the draft last year. So we're, we, we, they, we sort of put, you know, they put us on the map, and we in a lot of ways helped the NHL in hockey. So I think we work together. But, you know, the question was about the potential of the, the franchise. Uh, you heard about some of the things, but it just seemed like we, we grew together to, to bring it all together to where we are today. Yeah. David Poyle on the line with us. I can't wait for one day. Uh, the documentary is going to come out about just really this franchise and maybe this magical run. Somebody's going to do something on it. It's going to be really cool, and you're going to be a big part of it. Uh, another person that will be a big part of that will be calling his 2,000th game, Predators game, PD. tonight. The one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Pete Weber, <laughs> and what him and Terry Crisp have meant to this market over 25 years. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it, you know, it, it got to be. And you look back at uh, what I would say our organizational chart. Of course, we've had changes on the ice, of course, and, uh, and, and, and our organization as you, you grow. But we, we've really had some great foundation pieces, in my opinion. And, and Pete and Terry represent two of the most important ones because those are the guys that until you get the, the strong identification of your, your players out there, they're really the face of your franchise. They're the guys that are, broadcasting the games those are the guys that are going to every speaking engagement kiwanis club uh interacting with the the fans all all the time and for for pete 2000 games tonight with the predators fantastic just uh, done an outstanding job for the for the predators and he certainly is one of the key faces of our franchise for all the years David, uh, it's an honor to speak with you again, sir. I, I wanted to ask you about uh, uh, something that's happening throughout the sports world right now, uh, whether it's MTSU or whether it's the Carolina Panthers uh, in both professional sports and college sports. Teams are making decisions right now about the uh, future of their coach uh, when it comes to football because that's the season that we're kind of in for that. Uh, as someone who has done something that me and Darren have never done, and that is hired and fired a professional uh, sports team coach, how does that how does that go? What what is the 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 method that you use to know it is time to move on at head coach? Well, I I think my track record speaks for itself. Where I was. GM for 41 years, and I've only had uh, six coaches, so I've only actually uh, fired uh, for, for three or four coaches, which, yes, is, sir. which is unbelievable. So my my MO, my thought process is that we're all in this together, meaning management, the coaches, and the, and the players, and just like you don't necessarily want to make a trade, you certainly don't want to make a, you know, a coaching change, and making a coaching change you know, in, in season, it has to happen sometimes. Minnesota just did that uh, yesterday. But yes. It's a desperation. It's a desperation move. It's a, it's, it's a cliche of all cliches. We can't fire 20 players, so we get rid of one, one coach. I mean, you're, you're just you're trying, to, you're trying to get something uh, going that's, that, that just hasn't been there in the first you know, month or so of the, of the season. And, that, and, again, I've done that a couple of times. I mean, when... Uh, when uh, we brought in uh, John Hines for, you know, Peter Lavett. I mean, Peter, to me, is one of the best coaches ever in the National Hockey League. He's got the Rangers in first place, you know, right now. I, I mean, I think it was, but to me, our team was supposed to be better. Uh, we weren't living up to it. I thought maybe the message was getting a little bit stale, and I made it, you know, I made it a change. It was hard to bring John in at the time. And, you know, it, we got a little bit better, but it's, it's really, those, those things are really hard 
hard to do. You're, you're desperate when you're making a decision, you know, like, like that. It's, it's, it's not just the coach's fault for sure. And I'm sure whether it be Minnesota or when you talk about those football changes, it's just not the one, one person. And I think ideally if it was me all the time, I would be making those changes in the off season. Yeah. I, I want to ask you about something that we don't talk about ever. And, and that, and that's why I want to ask you about it in particular. And that is scouts. Is, are scouts former players or are they better front office guys? Where do you find scouts? Because truth be known, the way I see it here, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, sir, they're, they're one of the most important positions on any franchise, and we don't know who half of them are, if any of them, all the time, but they're the ones bringing the information into general managers who make decisions about uh, who's going to eventually be on the team, and a lot of times you don't know anything about uh, these folks who go out and scour on the road. So in your mind, how do you hire scouts? Are they better as former players who know what it's like, or are they sometimes you know, front office people who have been studying the game and kind of have a feeling of the game from there? Uh, I think scouts are coming from all different uh, areas. Of course, the majority of them have a strong hockey background, either as a player or administrator or, or have been following hockey for, for a long time. But your point of bringing it up is, is, is so true. Like right now with the Predators, I mean, with, we, we, we had those good years as we just talked about an interview and, you know, the Stanley Cup Finals, the President's Trophy, and we were a team that was in the running for the Cup, I think, for a number of years. You know, last year and my last year, we, you know, we decided along with Barry that we'd make some changes, and we, we traded off a lot of very good players back home, Gramlin, Niederreiter, guys like that, to, you know, to hopefully uh, quickly turn this around to, to get back to being not just vying for the playoffs, but trying to be a contender for the Stanley Cup. And the people that are going to do this for us is going to be our scouts. I mean, whether it be in the pros with uh, Barry and his management team making trades at that level, or probably – it's going to come mostly from what we do in the amateur draft. We have a lot of extra picks in the next, like we had last year, and we have a lot of extra picks in the next two years. And we've got to find some some some, some great players. It's as simple as that to, to get up to be a, a top team again. And these guys are located. We have uh, three or four guys in Europe, uh, Sweden, Finland, Czechoslovakia, and Russia. We have in all over North America, we have about 12 uh, 12 scouts and a lot of these guys have been working for us for a number of years some are, are more are more recent but this is going to be our bread and butter these guys are seeing probably minimally 200 games a year and some even more than that and our top guys like jeff kelty tommy nolan on the amateur side they're they're crossover guys so they're going to europe they're going to western canada they're going to wherever the, the players are so it's it is the if i can't think of anything more important that we have to accomplish in the next two, three, or four years is to fill the cupboard with young prospects to get back up to be a contending team. So, uh, you know, we got uh, Jeff Kelsey, who's the head of his assistant manager now, but head of our scouting. He was the first-round pick at uh, Colorado, just to give you a quick background. Yes, but, uh, we, we, we traded for it, and then he got, uh, he got a concussion in his second year uh, playing for us, and we just kept him in the organization, and now he's the assistant manager and in charge of our, our scouting. Tommy Nolan, who's the head of our amateur scouts, he came to the, tra- the Preds' first training camp as a player. He went to the University of New Hampshire, and uh, we just kept an eye on him and kind of hired him along the way as uh, almost, I think, part-time, and now he's head of our amateur scouting. So they come from a lot of different places. The first inductee into the Golden Hall 
Mr. David Poyle. Mm. Did you know about this, or was this like the, the Pekka statue surprise? That was a surprise, and more of a surprise is now I'm the chairman of that. <laughs> <laughs> it put you to work, man? It put you to I work. Well, you know how hard it was to schedule this interview. You guys, I'm not, you just can't pick up the phone and just call me anytime. I'm, I'm a busy guy. So oh, how, man. How cool is that? There's so many nice things, that recognition the other night, my family all being there. Uh, it, it's, it's, just been, it's just been great. I'm in a great place, uh, happy with everything in my life, and, Certainly happy with my treatment by the Predators, the city of Nashville, and the fans, and all that. So I'm all good, and let's uh, let's get win number six tonight against the Penguins. No doubt, well deserved, by the way, uh, on your end. And I know that was a fantastic luncheon on Tuesday as well, last week, a week ago. Um, all well deserved, and we always appreciate your time, David. Thank you so much for doing this, and hopefully, win six. It will be really sweet if it's against the Penguins. Okay, McFarland. Talk to you soon. Thank you, David. Thank you, sir. DP, David Boyle, the man, the myth, the legend, as well as Pete Weber. Pete Weber on the call for his 2,000th <clears> game man. tonight for the Predators. Yeah. By yeah. the way, that's just for the Preds. That's for the Preds. Like, he's been calling games for long time. For decades before Long that. time. So. A lot of big moments. All right, we'll come back. We're wide open the rest of the way. Always appreciate David Boyle checking in to the McFarland Show. 615 844 5,600. We'll catch up with you. Michigan, you'll be first up. The phones are ringing. We'll get to your calls, and we'll do it next. Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Ping G430 drivers, which combine the ultimate combination of distance and forgiveness. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series laser rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in-store or online at WorldwideGolf.com. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142 That's 800-649-0142 Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team for many seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Line stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville 
double stack or the world famous bar lined grinder. Oh, you've never heard of the bar lined grinder? Two kinds of cheese, lettuce, Dijon, smoked turkey, smoked bacon, smoked ham. Now that's some smoke you want. Local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines. Take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of Music City. Bar lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel, Fifth Avenue, downtown. Alpine Concrete is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You could make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by Alpine Concrete, serving the greater Nashville area with quality and pride. For all your residential and commercial concrete needs, call today for a free estimate at 615-474-7859. 615-474-7859. That's Alpine Concrete. They're professionals who care. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The McFarland Show, broadcasting live in Rutherford County on 107.9 FM. Loaded lines. We want to talk with you. 615-844-5600. That's 615-844-5600. You can call, but the lines are loaded anyway. Um, okay. All right. Sorry. A little. There we are. Mike Malfunk. I got you, bro. I got you. Thank you. Well done, man. All right. It's like we've been doing this for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Let's go. We appreciate David Poyle. We do. For joining us. Let's go to Bussy. Uh, let's start things off with Bob. Bob, what's up? Good afternoon, guys. A couple of things. Uh, I th- the Predators are a lot of fun to watch. I think that they're going to be streaky. You know, hopefully they'll extend their winning streak tonight and then maybe go a couple more. I think it, it's going to be a roller coaster year because they're so young, uh, but they're, they're a lot of fun to watch. My main question uh, concerns Vanderbilt. I'm a huge <laughs> Vanderbilt fan, Vanderbilt alumnus. Uh, I, I have a question about the uh, – does Vanderbilt have a media relations department or a uh, – They do. Does it still have a sports information department? Uh, well, wow. sure. We don't know any of them, but yes. They they do. Well, they, that, that's, that, they cleaned that's house a while back, and yep. yeah, they're just – it's a it's turned into a turnstile. Forgive me for saying that, but it's just true. Well, your your answer uh, is sort of what, uh, what what I suspected. They it, it seems to me that that they don't uh, you know the university athletic uh, component uh, it doesn't have much of a relationship. Okay, uh, we're waiting for um, you know Bob was just trying to make a point I think and and I wish I, I wish we could have held on with Bob a little bit more because I wanted to know exactly where he was going well, he because there's a, there's a couple of different ways that he could have been going with that. Yeah, he can call back. We'll we'll, we'll get him back on. Let's uh, Bob, if you can, I, we do want to hear the rest. of your I, I I especially want to hear it, yeah. Bob. Let's um, uh let's go to. Oh, okay, I I think he. I think that may be him. 
Damn, Damn it, Steve. Bob, I, I know we got load lines, but I, he deserves to get, be able to get his question in. Yeah. Look, they, I'm not trying to be. That's just trying to be honest, right? Yeah. Yeah. See if that is yeah. that. See if that's him. Let's make sure that's him. Okay. Um, We're gonna wait to see. But you know, and I'm not saying you have to have. You know, I know Larry Leathers was there for a long time. Rod Williamson was there for a long yeah. time. Yeah. But then they started going through them. Yeah. Very, very quickly. And there was a point where they just cleaned house. I don't remember how many years ago, but like everybody over there, I, I you know, the Andy yeah. Boggs and all those guys that I, everybody over there that I dealt with when yeah. it comes to pick a sport, Vanderbilt. Yeah. Like they were all gone. Yeah. Uh, before you knew it too. And, and there wasn't like a grand announcement that I saw anyway that, you know, there's been a changeover if you need, you know, this person, uh, contact this person. If you need this, contact this person. Like, I, I didn't see a whole lot of that myself. So, you know, it's just, uh, you know, and, and a couple of situations have happened over there at Vanderbilt recently. And it's not just on the field. They've had an off-the-court situation uh, recently. With the basketball player. With the basketball player, the player who was arrested here. With his former uh, for girlfriend. D- for domestic, uh, domestic violence situation. And uh, I don't know if that's where that's where Bob is going exactly, or if he was talking about other things happening. I think, I think he's back. Uh, All right, Bob, you there? Remain patient, everybody on the line with us. Sorry about that. Bob, can you finish your question, please? Yeah, sorry about that. No, it didn't have anything to do with the with the player uh, you were mentioning. It just, okay. uh, it just seems like, uh, you know, over the year, I'm talking about over the decades, like 50 years, uh, that, the, uh, that there hasn't – it doesn't seem like there's been a, a very – much of a rela- working relationship between the uh, the media and the uh, the media relations department over there, uh, you know. And and I was just wondering if if that outside perception um, is true. I, it just doesn't seem like they make much of an effort. Number one, they don't make much of an effort to market themselves. And number two, it just doesn't seem like they do a lot to uh, to work on their relationship with the working press. And I love. You know the university, but I, I was just—that's uh, just what it sort of looks like from uh, from the outside. Well, Bob, I have my own opinion about this, and I'll I'll let Darren no, fly go ahead. here. But go ahead. Go but ahead. but it, listen, it is true, Bob, that you know they don't do a whole lot of outreach all the time. Uh, that much is true. We have efforted, uh, you know, the Jerry Stackhouse on this yep. show uh, a few Clark times. Lee. No avail. And we, we can't get them um, a lot of times. And, you know, and I'm sure we're not alone in that endeavor. Those are people. And listen, I work for a television station, okay? I, I don't see Jerry Stackhouse, you know, on the sports report a whole lot. Now, do I know if my sports director is going to try to, you know, bang down his door or not? I really don't. But I'm just saying he's not in a regular rotation of people that we see pop up on the air oftentimes. You know, we just don't. We, we don't see him that often. Now, Here's the other thing I would say, Bob, and and this is speculation on my part. They are working on their facilities over there. I would think once the facilities have been upgraded, they'll want to do a big rollout, and maybe then they'll be a little bit more hospitable, as it were, to allowing some media and doing more things and more outreach once they get their house in order, once they clean up the house a little bit. Um that's that speculation. I don't know that to be certain. I'm just saying that may be a factor look, in this current period. Let me just say this, Bob. Uh, I will admit this on the front end. One, I'm not over there like I used to be. Okay, I used to be over there. I knew everybody. They knew me. 
Also, the people that were over there, I didn't have to go over there because there were people that had been here for a long time and they they knew the media people in town, right? And I just, right. I, I don't think any of them have any clue about who the media, I don't have a relation, I don't know any of them over there anymore. Now, again, on the front end, I will admit, I'm not over there like I used to be. I used to be over there all the time, um, and I'm not, okay? Uh, the only... Tim Corbin is the only one we've really had on. That's because I've had a relationship with Tim Corbin for 20 years. And Tim Corbin is a, you know, one of the most incredible people I've ever met in my life. So, you know, he's been here for two decades. But everybody else, I don't think they have a clue who any of us are. And I don't have a clue who they are. So, but that's not, that's not all their fault because I also don't go over there like I used to. Well, that's, that's just sort of what it seems like from, uh, you know, from from sort of an outsider's uh, perspective, and I think that they should. Of course, you remember when the this might be a lame comparison, but when the uh, when the Predators and the Titans both came into town, the Predators knew that they were the underdog. You know, the NHL oh, compared to the yeah. NFL, and so they went out of their way. Very aggressive, to, uh, yes, very sir. much so. Yes, yeah. and it seems like, and I despise UT. I was raised right, and I'm intelligence. I despise UT. But one thing about UT, UT, uh, you know, doesn't have to market itself, and and it does. And I think Vanderbilt should uh, should should out effort, you know, that by ten uh, in order to uh, to get whatever it can. And it doesn't seem like it does uh, anything to to try to uh, generate excitement among the uh, you know in the city. And I know that most of the Vanderbilt fans, I'm like in my 60s, and I know I'm probably about the average age of the uh, typical Vanderbilt fan. I'm really worried that they're losing, uh, you know, a lot of – they're not appealing to younger fans. And I just saw that. that that's the reason I was yeah. uh, asking. Yeah, Bob, I, I think you're you're spot on. I appreciate the phone call as Thank always. Thank you, sir. Thanks for working I, with us. Sir. I, I just think that you're, you're spot on with your comments. But I also say when you, you – you know, we brought up our – our side of things, the media side, I don't think they treat us really any different than than you, the fans, right? Like it just kind of feels like right now they're just out of touch with with everybody. Honestly, it because I know the fans that I've talked to, they don't feel any what what relationship is there, Justin, that you can think of I with mean, with you who? know well with do you think they feel like there's there's um what's the right word um they have an attack like Predators fans. You can say they they feel they're passionate. They feel they feel like they're a part of it. I don't yeah. know if you know what well, I mean. Well, I don't, they don't know if Vanderbilt. They don't put themselves in that position to really do that. And you know, they 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 did at one point. Uh, we all remember it's good to be gold. We remember the campaigns, you know, from back in the day. I know I do. Um, and you know, I'm sure when I said that, I'm sure it sparked some listeners out there who go, yeah, I remember that campaign, but do I remember anything like that now? No, I don't. And do I think they're really doing things like that? No, no, I don't. And I think that the, the big reason behind that is because of the construction messes over there right now. And I, I, I am willing to give them the benefit of the doubt of when they're finished with all of this stuff that they're doing that they'll want people to re-engage. And I think there's part of them that don't mind that people are not coming over to campus right now because of the condition of things that are over there. We heard Clark Lee apologizing in advance during SEC media days about the mess over on campus. Um, and they know it is. So, yeah, 
That's just me. That's why I think. I don't know. No one said that. I'm just saying they are behaving as if they are um, not too upset that people aren't coming to games right now because of the condition of the campus. I'm not sure that they've ever been upset, though, because, well, I mean, you know. 25 years, right? <laughs> I mean, For me, I you mean, longer. Yes, so, sir. I mean, I'm... You know? The argument can be made if they were really that upset, they would have done something a little bit sooner than this. Correct. But then again, there I'm has been several changes of leadership. And yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go to Michigan. Mm. Michigan, what's up? Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Hey, Hope Michigan. you're having a... Hope you're having a wonderful day. Hope you had a great uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Justin, I don't watch the news a lot, but uh, yes, sir. I, I happened just across the TV this morning and saw you. Yes, sir. You, you're looking fit, buddy. Are you training to fight Francis Ngannou? What's no, I'm on? not. No, I'm not. No, we're not doing that. I can promise you that. I've lost some weight, but I'm not doing that, Michigan. Promise you, sir. <laughs> so uh, I, I want to call in and, um, and talk about Middle Tennessee State. I've, I've got plenty of time to talk about my Wolverines because they've got football left to play on the field. Um, I, I want to say something just to the people of Murfreesboro in general, and this is not to the to the Twitter accounts because half of them aren't real and we all know it. Um, a lot of people got their wish this week. I don't ever um, look forward to seeing people lose their jobs. Uh, that's not a thing that I think if you're a, a decent human being, you should – you know, bandy about a ton. Um, I did think it was time for a change. I do think that uh, I was very impressed with the way Chris Massaro took a lot of accountability yesterday, even referencing how he's not exactly the most, um, you know, the most excitable and, and bombastic and vivacious person in the athletic department. And as someone who spent a lot of time around Chris, awesome guy. But I can confirm that uh, I've had uh, I've had more exciting conversations with things on our charcuterie board. So you know that's not really Chris's forte. Uh, so I appreciate him saying that. And now I I gotta say I'm curious in what's next. There, there's a few names I like. Uh, Darren, I shot you one. Um, you know, out there on the socials mm-hmm. uh, that's in state that I think would be a very good get for that program that that matches some of the things that they're looking for and would also be uh, a young coach looking to take a step up. Um, but now I'm going to say if there is a new face of the program and if the, if the athletic department does, you know, do a much better job at engaging, you know, the students that live on campus, right. There are still some endemic problems. It's a computer college. It is the facts, right? 21,000 students and only 3,500 dorm rooms. Like that's, that's one arm tied behind your back to begin with. You're, you're not going to get the engagement that App State and James Madison and some of these places you see on game day have when you have that kind of an endemic university problem that that's probably decades to fix. Um, but I'm going to call on the people of Murfreesboro directly. A uh, lot of bandying about needed before we're going to show up, before we're going to put some money into the BRAA. You guys know where I am. I give my money. That's That's not why I'm saying this. Put your money where your mouth is, people of Murfreesboro. Um, you're going to get a new head coach. Going to be someone everybody's going to be excited about. I think the athletic department's going to put some more money in the marketing around the city and around the campus to to try and re-engage the student population and the young population of Murfreesboro. Um, so now it's up to the alumni 
and the business leaders of the community to do what they said they would do when they've been, you know, walking around with torches and pitchforks calling for heads for all this time. So that's it. That's what I got to say. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. I'll listen to the rest off air. All right. Thank you, Michigan. Thank you, Michigan. Appreciate it as always. And I wanted to hear what he had to say because he's hardcore Blue Raider. All right. We'll we'll take a break. Nate, we'll get to you on the other side. 615-844-5600. More of the McFarland Show next. Golfers, swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new fall arrivals from TaylorMade, Callaway, and Titleist. Come by and test drive the new TaylorMade P790 irons, the new Callaway Apex Pro iron sets, and the new Titleist T-Series irons. While you're there, get a free custom fitting on the new arrivals and more. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is your headquarters for all the latest golf gear from all the top manufacturers. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in-store or online at edwinwattsgolf.com. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Post-COVID travel is on a surge. Many of you are traveling for fun because you've been locked up for two years. Listen, whether you're traveling for fun to Italy, Greece, Spain, France, or somewhere else fun in the world, or USA, now is a great time to book before the crowds hit and save. Plus, with a strong U.S. dollar, you'll get more travel bang for your buck. Right now is a smart time to make your reservations and call low-cost airlines. With one phone call, you can let us do all the work for free. We'll shop hundreds of airlines, hotels, resorts, and give you a way to save huge money on your vacation plans. And if you call right now, we'll give you a free hotel room with a qualified travel purchase. So, call right now. 800-704-1662 800-704-1662 800-704-1662 That's 800-704-1662 Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in the life of a child. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional, backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. 615-519-3339. That's Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty. He's a professional who cares. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. Thank you. 
You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Been a fun show. Been an active show. Steve Lehman, David Poyle, and you out there. Appreciate the participation as always. 615-844-5600 here on this Tuesday. Let's continue those phones going. Let's go to Nate down in Columbia. Nate, what's up? What's up, guys? Hey, Nate. Um, so I'm a little disappointed in the uh, Poyle interview. And I figured since he obviously still has angst, like all of us Preds fans do about um, Pittsburgh, I thought we'd get a little more fiery Poyle. Um, I, he can't get fined or anything by the NHL. So, I mean, he should have told us how he really felt. Well, you want to hear something? It's funny that you're at, you're saying that. You know what I told Justin during the break? After David, the, the reason I brought up that Pittsburgh stuff and some of the controversy, because I, I did want to see, like, he's no longer the GM. Peter Laviolette's gone, long gone, right? Like, I want to see if maybe he'd have a little fire and brimstone, because those, those were bad calls, and they did affect the games. And I, I was curious if he would go there. But, look, David's uh, David's been he did it for a long, long time, and he's an even-kill guy. So I guess I'm not surprised, but I did want to see if maybe life uh, in the retirement lane maybe would get a little fire and brimstone. <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But um, I wanted to call and see if y'all saw this uh, last night. And, I mean, the only reason I saw it is because one of my sports apps that sends me 10,000 notifications a day um, may, you know, send a headline to me about Ronaldo. And what happened in the game, and it, it's in, I think it's in like the uh, Israeli league or something. And Ronaldo went down in the box, and it looked like he got tripped. And the official called a penalty. And right, obviously, right away, the opponent of Ronaldo was running up to the official saying, no, no, no. What's crazy is that Ronaldo followed the opponent over there and told the official, go look at it. It wasn't a penalty. Because Ronaldo went down after they reviewed it. They saw that Ronaldo went down in anticipation of the foul. And I just kind of thought that was a pretty cool moment in sports because you never see something like that, especially since the game ended in a tie. And um, the Ronaldo's team probably would have won if they had the penalty shot. But I I don't know what y'all think about that. But um, and like I said, I'm sure you didn't see what I'm talking about. But I just kind of thought that was a cool moment in sports. Wow. Okay. okay. That was uh, random thoughts for a thousand, Alex. Yeah, I, I've Nate special. I have Nate. I have no idea. What I, I'm not watching the Israeli leak. So we'll take your word I mean, on like it. I said, like I said, I'm not either. I just saw a uh, notification off of one of the apps that I have, and I went to look at it. Uh, so. I mean, okay. I know it's Ronaldo, and that's a big name, but no, I, I did is. not see yeah. it. I, I can't literally keep up with everything, and that I draw the line. By the way, are the MLS playoffs still going on? If you're asking me, I have no idea. So what? <laughs> but you know about the Israeli League? But but you don't you know, know about it. the Israeli League. So wait, you don't have an app for that? <laughs> 
Hey, guys, every day my phone keeps telling me you have less than 10% memory on my app. Oh, God. So you picked the app so. with the Israeli League update <laughs> instead of the MLS. I got you, Nate. I see hey, where your priorities hey, are. Uh, Hey, Fox Sports is the one that does it, so I don't know what y'all want from me. Maybe y'all need to tell Fox Sports to start sending me notifications about that. The MLS? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, sir. Y'all have a great day, guys. You too. Uh, It is. It's it's too long. There's season, like, in my opinion. Takes a while. MLS, they they have to figure out a way to condense. Like, this is too long. Takes a while. It does. This is too long, Justin. Yeah. They're going to turn around. It's gonna be over. They're gonna be turned around and starting a new season. Training like it's, camp. It's too long. Yeah. And I know they do. You know, we talked about it, right? I, I know they do the in-season stuff, and they take they breaks do. and they have cups, and then and all players that. go yeah. away, and they go over, and they play some. I, I get all that, but it's too long. They've got to figure out a way. In my opinion, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm on an island by myself. It's way too long. It's too spread out. Yeah. You've got to figure out a way to wrap everything up well before all this. <laughs> you would think. Right? But apparently, no. Well, they're doing it because they're making money on some level. If not, they wouldn't do it. If they thought cutting the season would, would help them, they would do it. I didn't say cut it. I said condense your schedule. Like not it's, cut, condense. Well, I mean, it. Well, it how, goes, how else well, would they you? Take, so you know they're, they're like oh yeah they're off for two weeks well you don't 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 be off for two don't weeks. take off for two weeks don't take off for two weeks <laughs> yeah, they're off for two and a half weeks well don't well, take off for the, two and a half the weeks. problem is it's a world game so you got to share I the know, players around the world I know thank you I know all right we'll take our final break yeah we will hear uh, a little bit of what Christmas Sorrow had to say yesterday as we wrap up Tuesday's edition of the McFarland Show. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. When you've experienced the loss of a loved one, you can trust SAG Funeral Home to guide you through the process of honoring their life. At SAG Funeral Home, they pride themselves in serving families in Nashville and surrounding areas with dignity, respect, and compassion. The staff is experienced in a variety of funeral services and can help you celebrate your loved one, no matter your religion, culture, or budget. Family and veteran-owned funeral home and cremations now are handled all in one location. We'll help create a personalized experience to pay tribute to your loved one's unique life. Ask about the pre-planning service as well. SAG Funeral Home. Serving Nashville and Middle Tennessee for over 40 years. In your time of need, you need someone you can trust who can provide comfort to your family in a very professional way. SAG Funeral Home, 1503 Buchanan Street. Call today, 615-244-5044. 615-244-5044. SAG Funeral Home. For comfort and care in your time of need. SAG Funeral Home. Proud sponsor of TSU football on WNSR. 
I've got a unique vacation idea for you that's right here in the United States. If you're ready for a vacation that's fun and downright affordable, listen up. It's driving distance for many of you. So no planes, no airline delays, no hassles. It's Branson, Missouri, the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Live music for everyone. Branson has three beautiful, enormous lakes, water attractions, live shows, great food, and tons of entertainment. It's a perfect vacation for you and your family. Or if you're retired and you want to have a great time. And you can stay in Branson for as low as $99 a night. Please understand, this is not a timeshare offer. It's a real vacation for as little as $99 a night. We've got a free vacation guide we want to send you right now. All you have to do is call for complete details. Get your free Branson, Missouri guide right now by calling this number. With top prizes up to $500,000, holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery make grand gifts. Find them at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer today. Please play and gift responsibly. This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. Derek Henry's next. Yeah, I think this is the first of uh, several moves. I, I, I do. I yeah. think the Titans realize where they are. I think it's a reality check, and I think there could be more moves. I really do. You wake up one morning, you realize it's time to do some different things here. I think that's what it is, so I don't think they're done dealing. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The McFarland Show, streaming live on the WNSR app and on WNSR.com. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio, it's the McFarland Show. Let's hear now from Chris Massaro. He is the MTSU Athletic Director. This is part of what he had to say shortly after they let go of their head coach, uh, Rick Stockstill, after 18 seasons. Really good record against the conference opponents. And then the last five years, we, we were, we're below 500. We were 16 and 22 in conference. So this wasn't just this season. And, and I tried to emphasize that with the players a little bit when we met with them. That's just not this season. That the, there's an erosion in our football program. We need to do better than 16 and 22 over the last five years inside our conference. And so we need to do better in a lot of areas. We need to do better administratively. We need to do better to provide more resources and those kind of things so, so we're not sitting right here again in the near future. So uh, we look forward to a new staff, uh, a new head coach, uh, but that's, that's, that's the main reason I, I think that is, is, is the why, uh, and, and that was it. And over that same time period, our overall was 26 and 32. And so, uh, so it was really the last five years, and, and mostly the conference record. Uh, I don't have a preset offense, defense, head coach, assistant coach, any of those kind of things. But I do want a, a, a person that's got kind of – I think this department needs a little bit of over-the-top type personality. Uh, it's something that I don't possess, and I think it would be great 
if our football coach possessed that so we can go and and, and I think one of the things is to kind of reconnect with our with our community and fan base and those kind of things so uh, I, I see this as an opportunity to to build all those bridges the extension was was contract protected it was in his it was in his contract so uh so if he won like uh we won eight games last year so he got the automatic extension so uh that you always kind of try to evaluate the football program and and i think what's happened here and some of it's over time that his windows of opportunity and chances got smaller as we went on and 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 in some ways, you look at it, maybe we're competing against his own standards, you know, and eight wins wasn't good enough or seven wins wasn't good enough. And, and so and we need to do better. We need to be at 10 and 12 and those kind of things. But I, I think it got more difficult. Like uh, through the course of this year, we talked, and it shouldn't be this hard. And so I don't think it's been brewing for a while. You know, you always prepare for success. and and. You always keep all these contingencies in the back of your mind, but we went into this season really thinking we could win the championship, and, and I, I think that was the mindset of the coaches. That was the mindset of me. I, I've, we felt good about it, and it just didn't work out that way. All right, Chris Massaro, the uh, athletic director at MTSU shortly after the fire. Rick Stockstill. Yeah, he said we had eight wins last year, so look, it's not an eight win. Is how it pops in. I've got thoughts on that. Maybe we can play that again tomorrow. Um, you know, it shouldn't be that hard. Well, you, you got to give him help. That bottom line. Well, he and acknowledged they, that, in and a they way. got yeah. and they got to give the next person help. Okay, you got to help them yeah. succeed. You can't be like, hey, we just need you to succeed. I mean, we can't. We're not going to do anything, but we need you to succeed. That's not how it works. I don't so. think that's what you're saying. He he did take you know like the university had to do more. He did say that. Well, a lot more. Okay. All right, that's going to do it for us. Great show. We'll try to do it again. Thank you, Even everyone. better tomorrow, starting at two o'clock. We shall see you then. Have a great day. Have a great day. Sports Radio.